It's JT, and welcome to the Believe Podcasting Network. This is NFL Hits, and it's a somber podcast this week. As we jump in, we put this podcast together to cover breaking news. And when breaking news happens, we want to be not the first, and this is a good example why, but we want to be on the scenes to try to help you along the way. Mookie Hawkins, kind enough to join us, the sports director of Power 96.5 FM, a Bills insider, also a teammate here on Believe. And Mookie, let's begin. I was on the air last night, live on Sirius XM, when this happened in real time. And I was starting off my show, and I was getting my producers in my ears telling me what was happening. And we had the ability to listen to the feed, the play-by-play feed of Westwood One. So I was the, one of the first guys on radio who knew this was a cardiac situation instead of a situation of a neck or a stinger. When did you realize that this was more than just a hit or a potential concussion, or this was so serious that they were working on his heart? Well, when they came back from commercial break and, you know, the ambulance is still out there, uh, you still see, you know, the players and everybody is around. Like the circle got a little tighter the second time around when they came back from, off, you know, commercial break there. And I was like, well, what's going on? So uh, I wasn't at the game, unfortunately, but, I, you know, I reached out to, you know, my colleagues that are there in the press box, and then that's when I was told what was going on. Now, you have a little bit of a background with him. You go back with him to his Pittsburgh college years. Tell me about DeMar Hamlin and the type of human being he is before we get into his football skills. Wow. I mean, just, I mean, I mean, what can you say bad about the guy? You know what I mean? I mean, he's just a, just, just a great human being, um, you know, very honest guy. You know, I mean, um, you know, you would want to, you know, model yourself after DeMar Hamlin, just the type of person that he is. Uh, he always put others first before himself, uh, the type of guy that would get you to shirt off his back, you know, when he don't have anything to give himself. But, you know, hey, it's yours. That's just the type of guy he is. Very caring, kind-hearted human being. Now, I've been on the radio a bunch since this happened last night, earlier today on my show in Las Vegas. And. I'm starting to praise all the people that were involved at the stadium, the paramedics, the Bills team doctors, how they were able to save his life. I think when this story got a little bit out of control, Mookie, was when people started tweeting, which we'll get to, people trying to make assumptions because they didn't know what was going on in real time. And now that we can get away from it for a few hours, there's no doubt that there were people on the field who were giving him CPR in the process of saving his life. And that's what I think the Bills teammates saw when they started to get real emotional and started breaking down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's what those players had to witness. I mean, you just knew that that game wasn't going to go on, but obviously we'll get into that. But to see their reaction, you know what I mean, live on national TV, to see Josh Allen, to see Stephon Diggs, to see Tredavious White, to see Ed out in tears and we, you know I you don't see Ed Oliver that emotional unless something is terribly wrong to see Ed Oliver in tears the way that you know he was handling that situation just led me to know that something was terribly wrong you know you know that was going on down there just their reaction just had me you know my I was speechless to you know to, to find out what was really happening what my eyes were actually witnessing so for those guys to be there to hear actually what those paramedics were really saying at that point in time is, is kind of horrific, JT. You know what I thought was interesting, too, just from a media perspective, as we're both covering this story, is that how 
a lot of the media didn't know what was going on. It wasn't their fault. They didn't have sources who were referees on cell phones telling them what happened. They didn't have people in the tunnel. So Adam Schefter, Mike Florio, Ian Rappaport, the kings of our business who break news, they had nothing. So then everyone on Twitter starts firing up, wondering what's going on. And then you started to feel, could the game be played or not? And that's when it got troublesome to me, when people started forgetting about this young man who was in a cardiac arrest and started wondering about who's warming up. Joe Burrow's making some throws. Do they have a few minutes? Are they going to play the game? I found that horrible, terrible to see in real time, not only when I was on the air, while I was looking on my phone and trying to keep up with the tweets here. It felt like chaos, but there wasn't chaos in the stadium, Mookie. The fans were great. They were attentive. They were waiting for direction. And I think the broadcasters inside the stadium knew he was in very grave danger at that point. Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when, again, when the ambulance drove off and they finally got, you know, his heartbeat restored and they were able to get him on the car and into the ambulance, um, you know, again, Coach McDermott had put another prayer, you know, you know, so that's one, like, okay, this is really serious. They're, they're having another prayer after, you know, they already just had a prayer or whatever was going on in that melee right there. And then, you know, when the guys went to the bench, you, you saw Stefan Diggs trying to encourage guys to, you know, hey, let's go, let's play for our brother. But then you see Josh Allen just completely out of it on the sideline, just sitting on the bench. Just, so I'm like, this game is not going to be played. And then you see Coach McDermott go over to the referees and, you know, he had his hand covered over his mouth. And that's when you know. But I, I, I look dead into Coach McDermott's eyes. You can see his eyes just turning red and welling up. And that right there, and I knew that, you know, that game was not going to continue. And then Coach Taylor came over and, you know, they, you know, decided that they weren't going to play the game. I mean, where I think that people are deciding where that the NFL said they got five minutes to play, I think it's just natural protocol mm-hmm. when something of that magnitude happens. The referee, you know, when the, when the, when, the, when the avalanche dries off, the referees are always saying, okay, coach, get you guys ready. You got five minutes. It did come from New York. You know, I think it was just more of a referee's protocol of what naturally happens in that situation. But, you know, Coach McDermott said, you know what, this is bigger than that. Um, you know, I, I spoke with our captains and they're in no condition to play. Their, their mindset is not, you know, here right now for those guys to continue to play the game. And, you know, that's when New York stepped in and, you know, they did the right thing. And Mookie, the right thing here, again, this doesn't happen and the league has got to make arrangements and, I just pray for DeMar Hamlin because I know he's in good care now. The amount of time they work with him on the field, they got him to the hospital in Cincinnati. He's under great care. This is very fluid. By the time we post this podcast, it could be a statement from the hospital or the Bills again. But let's talk about another uncomfortable topic moving forward. What happens to this game? Because this is all these games that were played this year. Players put their body and life and their brains on the line to play and all those games are behind us now we're at the end of the season and we're not talking about a non-playoff team versus a wild card team we're talking about three teams kansas city who plays where i am in vegas this saturday they were flexed into saturday then you got buffalo and cincinnati all alive for the one seed and all of these teams played their asses off this year to get the one seed so as much as we pray and we care about demar hamlin and that's the bigger story how do we get around to football again and figuring out what happened to this game and how they make it up? Hey, JT, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think this game will be played. 
Um, but how can you decide a winner, right? I mean, obviously Cincinnati's was up, was up uh, at the point of time of the, of the injury, but you know, hey, it's early in the game, you know, and, and Bills is, you know, really like the second half team. Yeah. Um, so how can you say who was to win? If it was me, I would just say, hey, you know, you can't say one team win and another team loses because of the implications and what's at stake. Um, what you could do and say, hey, we're going to say this is a tie. All right. We're, we're, we're going to just say this is a tie. Cincinnati, you get a tie. Bills, you get a tie. And, you know, we move on the next week. I mean, that's the only simple solution, you know, I would suggest. I know Kansas City may be mad at that, mm-hmm. but I mean, hey, that's that's what it is. I mean, that's where I feel that, hey, this game is, is, is a wash, but you can't say, you know, you can't not give a team something, you know, because then that pushes Kansas City to the one spot. So me, I would just say this game will end in the tie due to the circumstances and you move on to next week. The reason it's such a big topic, and again, we, we put the player first, but when, they, when you watch this podcast, other people, and they watch it a week from now or three days from now, and they're hearing our discussion here, which is in real time, hoping that, you know, DeMar Hamlin is physically prepared in his life to play football again. I don't think anybody should argue, Mookie, about the decision. Whatever decision they have, as you said, the tie would sound smart to me. Just wipe the game out like it didn't exist. You just, instead of having a 17-game schedule, those two teams have 16. You see it the way you're going to. The NFL decides on that. They talk with Andy Reid. They talk with all the head coaches and say, this is what we're doing. I hope nobody complains because last night it was a beautiful thing to see those Bills and Cincinnati fans come together at the hospital, walk out of that game and understand the importance of life instead of the result of a football game. And I hope people remember our conversation going forward that whatever the decision is, it was a really tough decision made by the league and Roger Goodell, and we all got to live with it. Yeah, we definitely got to live with it. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's the, the nature of the game. That's that's just the business that these guys signed up to play for. And, you know, you, and you have to move on. You know, it's just a tough, it's just a tough thing to deal with. Very unfortunate. And, you know, but you have, I mean, to get over it, you have to move on. And, yeah. you know, our prayers goes along with DeMar Hamlin. I mean, I was, I was a wreck last night. You know, I was a wreck. My phone was going haywire. Um, I, I was a wreck just because of what I've witnessed. And, you know, the person that DeMar Hamlin is, you, you know, know. I mean, no player deserves that. None whatsoever. I mean, this is this goes back to uh, uh, Kevin Everett, you know, when, you know, he was paralyzed, you know, in the Bills game. And, you know, the, the miracle of him that, you know, he was able to, you know, right now he's live and well and he's walking. You know, we pray you know, that, you know, DeMar Hamlin can do the exact same thing. And then we'll worry about football and his career afterwards. But right now, his life is way more important than the game of football. No, I was, think, I was thinking last night in real time while this was happening, you want to make sure you get the right information. So when I was on Sirius XM last night, I treated it like a medical emergency show not a sports show how do we get this kid the proper medical attention save his life knowing it's a cardiac situation and then cancel the game will you cancel the game get off the game and then we find out the bills fly home some players stayed back and then we found out earlier today that the nfl put out a statement and they won't play this game this weekend but the bills got to go play the patriots cincinnati's got another game here you look at baltimore and what's going to happen 
all those players are going to be deeply affected. I would assume the Bills more because it's their teammate and brother. We're going to get on to football. It won't be this game being played, but it'll be another one. And that's really what sports is all about, isn't it? You stop, you pray, you, you hope that someone's okay. And then as a business, Mookie, you got to get back to playing again and entertaining the fans. And I hope all the fans understand the power of these athletes because they are putting their lives on the line for our entertainment. And it definitely is. I mean, hey, maybe some that may see, that may need some counseling, you know, from what they're witnessed out there. We 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 don't truly know. I mean, uh, the Bills didn't give us, you know, no media availability today due to the circumstances, and I respect that. Uh, I've reached out to a few players, and you know, um, you know, they're they're dealing with it the best way they can. I, I can tell you that, JT. They they're dealing with it the best way they can. And, you know, right now their concerns and thoughts are with their brother and teammate, Demar Hamlin, right now. Um, football is, you know, is on the back burner in their minds. But again, you know, hey, they do have a team they have to prepare for this week, you know. So it's just it's the nature of the business. It's, it's, it's rough to, to, to even for that to come out of my mouth right now. Um, but, you know, you have to move forward in that regard. And, you know, just pray that, you know, Demar Hamlin can, you know, get better um, and, and be able to, uh, you know, live his life. You know, we, we worry about football later. Um, so I want to say um, um, to the Bills medical staff and the Cincinnati's medical staff, if it wasn't for them being proactive and reacting, how they reacted, because they didn't have the defibrillator. The Bills, they were, on, they were the road team. So they didn't have the defibrillator. So they administered CPR as much as they could. And in 30 seconds, man, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals medical staff had the defibrillator and they were, you know, they were on it. They were, they were on it. If it wasn't for those two medical staffs doing what they did, this could be a different conversation right now, JT. So I just want to, you know, give credit where credit is due first and foremost to those two medical staffs on, you know, being very assertive and, you know, making sure that Demar Hamlin you know, had a restored heartbeat because if they not had that defibrillator, it, oh, no. I don't know if the Bills probably would have played the remainder of the season at this point. Yeah, you make a really good point. We got to try to find the positives that come out of that. I said today, and I think by the next two days, every NFL franchise will be running through this drill at their mm -hmm. practice facility or their stadium. They're going to have that drill, live drill. Coaches and owners are going to demand it. Everyone's going to be tight. Everyone's going to know how to do this in case it happens again. That's what happens with this. And then I think that everybody's going to understand the importance the next time they go to a tailgate in a game. I'll tell you, Mookie, I'm deeply affected because I work for an NFL team, and I don't take it for granted when I go to a game, a home game, every time I go. I always know when those players come out of the tunnel, anything could happen. But we've never seen anything like that. I think the whole world is reacting. This is an international story. I think the whole world's coming together on this, and I just hope and pray that something positive comes out because I want to see DeMar Hamlin not only come through this but play again and be out there for his teammates again because you can tell this guy's loved. You know him. You cover the team, and he seems to be really special. He's a special young man who has his whole life in front of him. Absolutely. I mean, he's only 24 years old. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, going into a second season and, I mean, just just understanding what a true pro is early in his career, um, you know, it just speaks volume to the person that he is. I mean, he started, you know, that toy drive while playing at the University of Pittsburgh. And, you know, for someone to 
you know, understand who he is, is trying to be a role model and understanding the platform that he has to be an impact to the youth. It just speaks volumes. And, you know, this year for Christmas, he was only looking to raise $2,500, you know, so undeserved kids in the city or where he's from uh, in McKee's court and McKee's, uh, excuse me, McKee's Rocks PA, you know, can have, you know, a, a, a fun Christmas. Right now it's over $4 million. And, you know, I, I, man, that's that's just awesome the way the donations is pouring into his foundation. We urge everybody to keep doing that. Um, you know, Chasing M's Foundation, uh, Community Center, man, just, man, please, you know, keep donating. Nicely said. Mookie, thanks for doing this on NFL Hits. Everybody told me you're the guy that we needed to talk to, and I'm happy you were available. Godspeed. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, JT. Appreciate you.